Hello, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the Detour podcast, where we talk all things related to the topic of unconventional success and upcomings. I'm your host, Gary Fan, a community college alumni with aspirations of becoming a world-changing business owner. This episode marks episode seven within the first season of the podcast. Today, I'm joined with a very special guest, community college alumni, my personal community college guidance counselor, and a newly USC undergraduate alumni, Linda Young. Linda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being on here. Um, do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself, what you used to major in, um, future career plans, and your transfer experience? Well, thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. I'm Linda, and um, I graduated USC this past spring, majoring in business. And future plans right now, I'm just vacationing, traveling with family, with the limited of places we get to travel to. Yeah. And my community college to USC is, like Gary said, was very, not very traditional. And the mindset going to SC that I had was that from high school, I feel like around Orange County, specifically Garden Grove, we have the pressure of, oh, going to a UC first. Like any Mm -hmm. UC would be enough of a prestige to talk about. Your parents would have bragging rights. And... I had that pressure from my family, right? Mm -hmm. And in high school, I didn't want to commit to a UC and it felt like a lukewarm plan. And I told my mom that even if I did commit to UCI, I wouldn't be as happy. Mm -hmm. And so I told her that I'm putting that aside, pursuing one year in community and then transferring. Even if I don't make it, that would be my decision. And I can live with that, you know? And I have to start making my own mistakes. And to her as a parent, you know, (laughs) she's always like, choose the uh, the least resistant path, you know? So it it felt like it was not secured. And why are you choosing that when you have like already a set plan with UCI? Mm -hmm. But at the end of it, after that talk, we're okay. We're okay. And then I made it. <laughs> congrats. Congrats. So, um, transferring with the, the mindset of like, you know, you have to have those hard talks because at the end of the day for you to make it, you need to have your support system there. Yeah. And it's not, it's not always just about you. So once I had that cleared up, everything was fine. Yeah. How is it like fighting against that constant pressure though? Cause I feel like even though, I, I mean, you got accepted into like a few UCs too, right? And you easily could have gone to like any one of those. But what made you want to shoot for more? Like what was that like other thing that was there for you? So actually, the UCs I got accepted in, it felt like it wasn't even enough. Yeah. So um, part of me in the back of my mind, I knew that there was something more out there. And I just had a dream big enough and be brave enough to reach for it Mm -hmm. and so tackling the pressure the family pressure was one thing right and then the social pressure of like oh the stigma around community college was another thing but the biggest pressure was a pressure i had on myself Mm -hmm. (laughs) because family could have been easily overcome with one talk and the social pressure honestly you can just ignore it like that's all of the expectations and the unnecessary pressure you're putting on yourself. Mm-hmm. And once I let all that go, it was just, okay, now what can I do for myself? Mm-hmm. And that's when everything's the ball started rolling. Like, 
I started working on myself. And granted, I had a very good support system aside from family. Like, my gal pals (laughs) were all very, like, we're very studious, too. So when I said no to them for going out, they'll be okay with it. And my friends, they knew that I wanted to transfer in one year. So... Mm -hmm. They never pressured me to go hang out. And I limited my distractions too. Mm -hmm. So apart from support system, working on myself, surrounded by like all these people who are supporting me, I I made that made it a lot easier too. Yeah, that's amazing to hear (laughs) that you have like an amazing support system. I mean, you also encountered like this super untraditional path where instead of transferring within like the regular two years you transferred one year you know which is like crazy because not a lot of people are able to transfer over in one year me myself i was only like a two-year transfer as well so how is that path as like a one-year transfer student was was it like hard did you have to like overload on credits and like what was it like at usc when you transferred so why i chose usc was that one year was so appealing to me. And shout out to Miss Pham, my photography teacher. <laughs> she was the one who introduced me to, oh, I got into SC only with one year of community college. And mm-hmm. I was just like, no way. <laughs> like, tell me your secret. <laughs> and that's when she introduced me to the articulation agreement. Oh, yeah. And you know about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Once I found out, like, oh my gosh, if I fulfill these requirements, I can make it. And as Mm -hmm. long as I write about all the lessons I've learned, the hard work, I can, like, it's very doable. Yeah. And so that led me to being very secure, very planned out. And I was just like, okay, now I just got to go for it. Mm -hmm. And so within that one year, granted, I did have to stack my schedule a lot to accomplish that within one year right Mm -hmm. and so summer going into community i told myself i'm gonna rest but instead (laughs) i picked up a job at roasting waters (laughs) (laughs) and um that's that's a lot of distraction a little pocket money you know before entering and once i started school in the fall i quit my job Mm -hmm. just to focus on school took max out on units took winter courses maxed out again and then took a few summer courses before transferring yeah that's so, <laughs> so crazy. it was one year of grinding it out and let me tell you like it was so worth it mm-hmm. granted um i found out my acceptance like pretty late because yeah. it was on under conditional acceptance where mm-hmm. i had to send in my spring transcript oh yeah, yeah that sucks i know usc is <laughs> notoriously known for their late like acceptance yeah and they're like Oh, uh, we want to accept you, but we're going to see how you do in spring, and then we'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> and on community college schedule, it's mm-hmm. they're, they're also on semester, so they end, like, around May, mm-hmm. and I got my, ex- like, conditional acceptance around, like, mid-May. Oh, my god! <laughs> Where I was trying to get through finals, and I heard back from them early July. Oh, my god! And gosh. I had to move in early august oh my gosh. <laughs> so a year i'm uh, not a year like a month to really like figure everything out right yeah oh my gosh but you know like at that point having to grind that one year the sooner everything came the better it was for me so i didn't mind that you know yeah but transitioning granted you also have to keep in mind this community transfer to sc is not like oh an uncommon route right yeah there's a lot of people who've done it that's not just in orange county right mm-hmm. 
So I didn't feel like I was alone or anything because orientation and that a lot of transfer yeah. people in the same boat as me. And that just like was so reassuring. Yeah. And so that uh, transitional period was very fun. Also, orientation, you get a lot of free things and like <laughs> <laughs> and free food, so, especially at SC because they'd be giving away everything. Yeah. You just need to show up and get them. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, I felt very welcomed when I stepped foot into SC. And then once fall started for classes, <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh okay. Marshall specifically, okay? They're yeah. known for their Marshall B curve, which is basically only the top three gets A's and everyone wow. else gets a B. And That's I did scary. not know about that. Like, and competition, and there's, there's also this like kind of like term thrown around which is like martial snakes you know like you're gonna oh. meet people who are gonna who's gonna try to cut you off who's is trying that to true? get ahead i've only encountered a few which Ooh. are classes who are like are very based on group projects oh okay. but it's okay i was a leader in most of them so you can't get around to me I like more for like my business classes and mm -hmm. granted sc is known for their business school so yeah you kind of expect the rigor to be up there and it's up there for a reason and um one thing i really wanted to mention is that when you go to community you're surrounded by people literally from all walks of life mm -hmm. like a 35 year old someone i met came back came back just for school you know or mm -hmm. like a single mom working part-time and going to school yeah so you get this very humbling experience that you're all this pressure you have on yourself like everyone is literally on their own clock mm -hmm. and then once i went to like the discussion at sc my peers and that kind of like group it was different in its own way too like you don't get that same perspective mm -hmm. not to say that one is better than the other yeah. but it's also you get the perspective that hey my peers are someone like we have different upbringings too there's can be someone like international students who have a different perspective but it's just their different perspective on life was like the biggest difference i noticed in terms of my learning experience at se yeah so would you say that it's based off of expectation too yes and a lot of people go to sc because they like that competition right mm -hmm. and so the expectation to always be ahead is there mm -hmm. and so and if you put <laughs> i learned this is the hard play <laughs> but um trying to get a, constantly trying to get ahead is like this premature notion that you'll make it you know yeah but in reality it's just no you just secured your future away that much more you're not really ahead of anyone else yeah and so with that said that lesson i've learned and you know take it on your own pace and then eventually things will fall into place so yeah wow on in, <laughs> con in contrasting to um, the expectations for USC, would you say that their expectations for community college and was it easier to, you know, walk into a place that didn't have too many expectations? So community, you did not have a lot of ex expectations, right? So mm -hmm. being that one speaker in the group was so easy, you know, yeah. and having to stand out, make yourself feel comfortable. It was so easy to participate mm -hmm. versus now you're in a room with all of the students who want to participate, you know, mm -hmm. and they're not just like 
like transfer students, they're also, oh, I got accepted to Harvard, but I chose to go to SC because it's closer to home. Oh my. Or like, it's, they have different situations as well, but mm-hmm. now you're surrounded by a, a room of geniuses. Yeah. And I noticed myself in some classes that you want to shy away from speaking up because you feel like you're not enough or like mm-hmm. your opinion isn't as great as your peers, you know? So the expectation to speak up is like higher, I think. And um, also the pressure you put on yourself because you don't want to say something wrong or something yeah. dumb. It's there too. Yeah. But I say my senior year when you know you're like, you're already there. You just need to participate for points. <laughs> It's just so much easier. And then really everyone's on the same boat. You participate just enough. Mm-hmm. And even if there's that one Marshall Snake, no one cares about you. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, but as a freshman or a sophomore going in, I do not want to speak up in certain classes where I knew that I'm surrounded by like people who have internships under their belts or like they have like 4.0 or they're in yeah. this frat or like they have... XYZ more experiences than me. I did not want to speak up. How was that like being a transfer student within the midst of, you know, the hustle and bustle of like college already? Because as a transfer student, it's like you're walking into this environment where everything's already moving. Everyone has their own groups, you know. How's it like fitting into all of that? So academically fitting in, like I told you, speaking up really helped, right? But Mm -hmm. socially fitting in, you also had a compromise in college, fitting in into like a frat, it's not just like for free where you have to like membership fees, $50 in high yeah. school or something yeah. like that, you know? We're talking in like the Ks or a couple hundreds, you know? That's crazy. Yeah, and rushing that commitment, I didn't want to do any of that. So I didn't commit to any of like the big frats. Mm-hmm. And my school, my school, <laughs> their, their business frats, um, they... My junior year, they got disbanded because Ooh. of the hazing process. Ah. So, you know, you always hear stories like, are you willing to put yourself through that just to get networking? Just for because mm-hmm. they do have benefits, you know, but yeah, are they worth it to you as a person? Yeah, and I said no, and I did other things that I was more passionate about. So, I joined the um, uh, what was it called? The beauty chemist mm-hmm. it was oh cosmetics chemist and mm-hmm. that's where they focus more on formulating beauty products yeah and putting out there and we visited a lot of labs so that that fee was only 15 dollars for membership so <laughs> i would totally if you want to join you should go for that one i like that i like that oh my gosh and um on the topic of money though mm-hmm. financially why i chose sc is because i went there fully on scholarship Wow. And that's <laughs> that's also a lot of people's worries when choosing schools too, yeah. right? Like, do I want to be in this much debt? Like, is this going to be worth it? Like, this, we're talking about, like, a car or, like, a down payment for a house by the yeah. end that you're, you're done with your undergrad. And so I was fortunate enough to, like, work. Are we allowed to have this on here? Or an exception. Or work your ass off. That's fine. Work your ass off at community, right? Yeah. And I know a lot of my friends chose certain schools because of the financial, like mm-hmm. how they're going to put their family in. Yeah. And so 
I chose SC because of all their scholarship. I only had to pay for housing. Mm-hmm. And that was like in of itself so amazing because tuition is like 64K a year. Wow. And you multiply that by three years, we're in That's like so six figs. Oh yeah. My God. <laughs> <laughs> but SC's um, uh, kind of like financial aid is very good on my part so that's why I also chose it but either way because of my grades and my family income if I had not gone to SC my backup would have accepted just as much and given me as much aid so financially I always had to keep that in mind but once I got to SC living costs Mm -hmm. we're talking about like paying a K a month to share a room oh man just think about that and like you're living at school for at least 10 months out of the year, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like 10K a year. So thank you, Miss Rona, for interrupting my undergrad and letting <laughs> me stay home because we save a couple K there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. Well, you talked uh, a bit about frats and mm-hmm. your perspective on that and whether that is the sacrifice that like one would make between like networking and whatnot. I talked about it with... Um, one of my other guests within the podcast as well and um, having like a frat as like a title that you put on like a group of people like a social group right would you say that you can make your own frat in a way that you have like a group of people who are passionate about something but you don't have the label like a frat you know like you don't have that same label would you say that's like the same thing and if so then why are people so like into like this frat culture and this frat life, you know? So I think my, like how I I identify with frats is that what you go in is that you want to network and Mm -hmm. you want to make more relationship bonds and whatever grows out of it, that's what you reap, you know? Yeah. You reap so, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) But um, to me, like those weren't my priorities. Mm -hmm. My priority was that I want to, like exhaust whatever SC had to offer mm-hmm. and that to me was jobs yeah in my first semester at SC I got the law firm intern job at wow. school so without having a frat you know that was all on my own merit so to me I didn't need that frat because like I said is it going to help me further my network it probably did and but I did it all on my own with that without that and mm-hmm. it didn't cost me like an arm and a leg yeah so but Socially, I didn't feel the need to keep expanding my social circle because, Mm -hmm. like I said, I already have friends from other universities and we still keep in contact enough where I felt like anything I had chosen, they would be all for it with me, 110%. So it was never that problem. On top of that, like, I think people undermine how much you can network off of just classes, you know, and group projects, like... I became really close friends to people who are in my group projects. Granted, I was um, trying to take the initiative and be a leader in them. Yeah. And so a lot of my friends from SC are the ones I met in class. Wow. Yeah. And like people are like, how do you guys make friends in class? I'm just like, I just turn around to the next person yeah, and be right? like, hi, can I get your number just in case I miss class or if you miss class, like we can talk, yeah. you know? And something as easy as that, like, there you go. And... Like, outside of that, because I lived close to campus, I would hit someone up and be like, hey, do you want to get lunch after this? And mm-hmm. that's all that was. And for me, socially, to be, like, interactive, involved, and expand on that, mm-hmm. that's all it took. 
being involved in class and like reaching out to people but i'm not saying to be like a social butterfly like do whatever you're comfortable with but that's also like an outlet i feel like people don't really talk about because you still can make friends like that (laughs) yeah i feel like that's so true in regards to you know you don't really have to join like these big orgs that you know it's for networking purposes you know i feel like one can just solely reach out to like whoever's like next to you behind you in class i feel like that's how i met some of the people that um i'm i'm friends with now like in community college even though like even with like corona like coming here like it's i i even met friends like online too like through canvas it was like super weird i mean she she was on she was on like the, the podcast too like she knows but um i met her through like the canvas app right so um i found her through canvas and then like she seemed cool right so i i hit her up on canvas i was like hey like you want to be like study partners for um what's it called this class right and then from there it led to like calling and like doing work together mm-hmm. and then afterwards like we actually met up and then now we're close friends so you know i totally agree with you know you don't need to join like these orgs to make like the connections and yeah. that, that that's a great point but not to say that if you don't join, because mm-hmm. everyone else in my social group, they've joined some kind of org. Yeah. And granted, some of them joined orgs that are related to their major. So, mm-hmm. for example, shout out to Jessica. <laughs> she joined a, a pre-farm org that she eventually became president of. Yeah. But for her, again, it had to tie back into how it's going to relate to her future. Mm-hmm. So that's why she did that. And I have other friends who did like, an org that's completely different from their um their major like she was an international relation major but she joined a business frat but that can go hand in hand because she needs to find jobs you know like finding an org where you can like see yourself and have a future in that's a different story from just joining it purely for social reason and i feel like i'm i'm not attacking anyone who wants (laughs) to join it for social reason like you do you okay yeah but for me specifically, that was never a problem that I needed to like actively work on. So mm-hmm. that's why I didn't join the orgs. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And speaking on, I guess, careers and finding career paths, I know like you're a business major and it's been a while since like, I caught up with you too, mm-hmm. but how was that process at SC in regards to like business? What are you doing now? What's like the future plans for business and whatnot? So sophomore year when I got there, right, I mm-hmm. was this very grind grind and work kind of girl so all the like career fairs i went you know i was so ambitious to the point when i went to the cia fbi booth and it wrote down my name <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> like that's how ambitious i was you know but i've learned a lot through yeah. all those career fairs like i've learned that you know if you wanted to work in the fbi or cia you need three years experience in your field before even applying oh you know? okay but I also have the contact of the, uh, the agent, you know? So it's like the network, you know? You can yeah. network there too. Mm-hmm. And um, navigating through my career was through a lot of that, a lot of connecting with a lot of my classmates, talking to my professors, looking at like job listings. And SC is known for, okay, Trojans hire Trojans and getting you a job opportunity is very like, accessible you know i'm not Mm -hmm. saying it's easy but constantly there's always job listings yeah so i never felt the like pressure of like oh i will be unemployed you know because Mm -hmm. as as long as i keep trying there will always be the opportunity there yeah and so tying back to when i first started how to navigate my career 
I entered SC knowing I wanted to be a business major, focusing somewhere in the beauty industry, got my esthetician license to build my credibility, mm -hmm. and got myself the job, the law intern job. Yeah. Because, haha, I wanted to minor in pre-law, but I realized that's not possible, so <laughs> then we dropped that. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. You have to keep trying and testing whatever works so that you ultimately forge your own path. And um, we dropped the FBI thing, the CIA <laughs> government stuff too. Oh and then I started looking into, um, at SE there's like, these big three like prestigious jobs you can get it's consulting banking and I'm missing one more but consulting banking and accounting is, that accounting is not as yeah oh, <laughs> it's not as big it's not as big oh I thought it was okay maybe kidding. like finance but I know that banking is very big and mm -hmm. consulting too and so I looked into that, right? I went to like Goldman Sachs um, panels and like when they were hiring recruitment on campus, right? Mm -hmm. And in that room, when you like go in there, it's like they'll put up a question on the PowerPoint and who's gonna be the first person in the room to raise mm. and say the right answer, you know? Yeah. And you hear this like, oh, it's so cutthroat, there's so many snakes, right? You hear that and you get to witness that. like the first person get it right, they have all this glory and everyone surrounding them is like dead silent in that um, room. I knew the right answer, but I sat out to see. And also Goldman Sachs in that um, kind of uh, campus campus panel, Yeah. I'm probably like the one to like three girls who were in there. Wow, so, what? <laughs> so you hear investment banking, it's very male dominated yeah. the culture is very different you can sense the atmosphere when you go in there and i'm not saying this as like purely from my experience too the girls <laughs> that that we sat next to each other we yeah. felt that too like whoa this is like it's competitive we enjoy the competitiveness right but it's not just that it's like is this gonna be toxic long term like are these people are gonna be too like you know like i don't feel welcome i don't feel like yeah. it's it's, I'm gonna be a fit for this like I want to have a business where I can do on my own merits where I can live with myself and feel like I'm not the devil you know yeah. <laughs> I don't get that from these people even though they're probably gonna be making a lot of money mm -hmm. but they're also like working 60 hours to make yeah. six figs you know so work-life balance and that that hit me sophomore year because recruitment cycle oh let me tell you <laughs> investment banking recruitment cycle mm -hmm. They have pushed it so early that they mm -hmm. want to hire after your sophomore year. So entering what? your junior year so that you get offer back your junior year. And once that is like finalized, you'll get your return offer for yeah. post-grad. That's oh. how early it is. Gosh. And if you, cause I remember my sophomore year when I went to that, there's this one junior who came and they're like, oh yeah, no, you missed a cycle. Oh and he my. just left the room. He was the one person who showed up. What the heck, dude? <laughs> means I would be like considered late if I came. Oh my gosh. But there are exceptions. Yeah. Also, you can Reddit this because uh, <laughs> this is what I found out. Because I was so curious, like, what are are people who didn't get in like as like um first uh, sophomores, you know? Yeah. And it's like they do have a few exceptions, but because all these like Goldman Sachs, Stanley Morgan, like they want to hire from their pool of interns. Yeah. So for them to deviate from that is that you have to have some prior experience as the same level of prestige. 
Wow. <laughs> That's scary. Oh That's very scary because, like, these intern positions, they're, like, for, like, people who only have, like, interns at somewhere else, very, like, startup or somewhere very small. It's not like they have, like, a lot to show, you know? Yeah. So imagine competing against that. And as much as I was proud of my law term, law uh, job intern, mm-hmm. that was not enough to compete with people who already, like, Oh, I interned at Apple my during high school. Jeez. Afterwards, like, um, the the son of Dell also goes to USC, and I think I saw him there. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> so, like, you also have to scout your competition. And, yeah. like, I got discouraged from that. And if I had to go back, I still wouldn't, like, put myself in there. But advice for people who'd want to take your shot if you want but that is your competition and mm-hmm. if you just keep that in mind be aware of that yeah and after navigating ib and realizing that that's not the culture i want to be in mm-hmm. and i don't see that to be sustainable i bounced and then yeah. we went to consulting consulting was more of like traveling same prestige being the middleman of a lot of things and i took a consulting class a lot of these um career paths were inspired by the classes I took yeah. <laughs> and um, anything I had like concerns about I would reach out to my professors mm-hmm. and that's also like don't be afraid to reach out to them yeah because they've they've worked in the field and my per- consulting professor he was a partner at KPMG Ooh. Wow. and that class in of itself he also taught grad classes so we got Ooh. grad school materials wow oh my so gosh. also choose your professors wisely and that and um he also had he still keeps in contact with the current partner at kpmg <laughs> and so once they would hire just purely from our consulting class for their consulting program oh wow that's Which was like, crazy you you wouldn't know that you know yeah and so aside from career fairs the, classes can also be a place where you can find job offerings wow that's crazy (laughs) yeah and you know how much easier that would be on yourself like your competition is just your classmates it wouldn't be like all these other people from other majors who are trying for the same uh position Mm -hmm. and it was and it was such a fast process too i only got past round three and Mm -hmm. then the last round the person who got it i was just like yeah how many rounds are there four rounds four Mm -hmm. Um, the first two were group, and the last one was individual. Yeah. Oh, last one was individual? Wow. Dang, you made it pretty far, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) But it's so funny, though, because my professor, he was a partner, so he, at one point in his life, he went through the having to recruit people. Yeah. So we had all the questions. Oh, wow. And, like, the prep, you know, but they, they, they still threw in curveballs. Yeah. And also, Jeez. I recognize because I am, like, female, too. Mm-hmm. The person in my class who also got to the third round, um, he got, like, a behavioral interview where all they talked about was, like, basketball. What the? <laughs> That's so weird. Oh, my God. And um, it's just, it's very, like, eye-opening to know that, you know, interviews they're not always like technical so you come in with like a mindset of anything can really happen if i had like mm-hmm. another female who wanted to talk about skincare we would have hit it off so much <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh totally but through mm-hmm. that recruitment process i learned a thing or two about interviews 
consulting was a no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then um, I turned my focus back into uh, cosmetics. Mm-hmm. And that's where we end. I want to see where I want to go in cosmetics and either in like product management or like working in their marketing and social media. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was a really roundabout way of like testing a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's the whole entire like theme of the podcast you know detours taking detours and whatnot i think you highlighted a really um important part of business it's it's honestly i think the reason why i'm um stepping into like the industry and i really want to get well versed within the industry as well it's um exactly how you describe that scene that you had um when you walked in uh that was it like an info meeting that you went to i i think it was an info I forgot what it's called. With the presentations and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. It was also like, you can put down your like your resume there too, kind wow. of thing. So, I don't know, every, every like meeting like that, you can put down your a resume at the end of it. Yeah, but I think it's just so crazy. And it's like, um, I, I guess growing up in high school, I've always seen business, like the, the word businessman, you know, it had like a really negative connotation to it, you know, and even if you like, if, if you think about business, you think about, oh, like these, like these guys like out here, like scheming, you know, like they're plotting yeah. something and snakes, you know, like mm-hmm. that's like the whole entire like connotation behind like what business is nowadays. And I feel like it's, it's just so wrong. And the fact that it's this industry where it's super cutthroat and like how you mentioned that scene where, you know, the, the guy raised his hand and then he answered everyone around him's like dead silent. Like, I don't like want that, you know, within the industry. It's just so weird to me. And I feel like businesses like should be more collaborative, inclusive, and it, it should be just like more humanistic like practice, you know, but I, I thought that was a really good point and it's really eye opening as well. Yeah. And on to bounce that off, like my friend also asked me, because you're going into business with this like kind of working as a good person do you think other people who are willing to step on others they have a leg up on you yeah and i'm just like they can do whatever they seem fit but as long as i can wake up the next day and live with myself i am okay with it you know yeah and people can snake they can scheme but you have to also think of yourself like how tempted are you to like walk over that line yeah and at what cost you know because they can be making like over six figs doing all that Mm -hmm. but i can't do that (laughs) i can't do what they do and so it's okay even if i take a little longer to go to whatever salary i think is fitting yeah i will be okay with it and you have to kind of have that talk with yourself going to business there's always like two kinds of people and like you said which one do you want yeah and so having the sooner talk the the sooner you have that talk with yourself the easier it will be when you start navigating. Do you think there's a perfect world where there is this, you know, everyone's just like a good business person. Everyone comes in. I mean, I think it's impossible that everyone comes in with good intentions of doing business. You know, there are probably some malicious like people out there. But, you know, is there a world where one day we can get to a place that, you know, business is like a good place. There's a good connotation behind it. The people in there aren't as cutthroat, collaborative, you know, and it's just a whole new industry. Do you think we'll ever get there? 
Nope, honestly, nope. <laughs> but but I I would have to say we are making progress in the right direction. Yeah. Holistically, as an industry, where there's a lot of more restraints on how you environment environmentally impact the world. See, mm-hmm. there's a lot of laws surrounding that. Yeah. And it forces people to be more mindful on how like these large corporations are impacting like the environment. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's one example of how people would be more conscious. But to to say that there's gonna be people having the same mindset of you have to choose the human way, yeah. Choose your humanity over like production, the profits. Like some people don't work like that because people look at the numbers at the end of the day, you know, yeah. and why they're still like the nine to five, mm-hmm. even though like people are to prove more productive from like a shorter time frame. Production is still more with the nine to five, you yeah. know, and so, you know, there's always gonna be the yin yang, so it won't get there. But I feel like as long as we continually grow in the right direction, having two sides of the same coin is fine. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> well, I guess one last question I have for you would be, what advice? I circling around back to like transfer students and whatnot, or just. Um, going to college in general. Do you have any advice for anyone that's um, transitioning to college, whether that be a high schooler coming into college, a transfer student coming into college, or just a college student in general? What advice, one piece of advice you'd give to them? Dream big. Dream big. Because that was the one thing that took me this far. Everyone in high school... If you, my class, I know specifically no one applied to SC from high school. Yeah. And no one in my class even bothered to have applied to Ivy Leagues. Knowing pretty well that any of them could have easily got in if they really tried. I'm talking about the top class, top people in my class. But they didn't want to bother with it, you know? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, like, whatever reason it was. But my advice is to dream big and eventually you'll get to whatever place you want. Even if you fail a couple times and stumble you'll get there. And that was literally the first step it took to get to SC. And I think you can apply that whether or not you're from high school to college or from college to picking your transfer school. And yeah, so dream big. (laughs) (laughs) Dream big, everyone. Well, that's an amazing way to, you know, end the podcast. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. Um, if or I'd like to thank Linda for joining us today on the podcast as well. If you have anything within this podcast that resonated with you, um, feel free to tag it across all social media platforms and tag at detour.podcast. Again, thank you guys for all your love and continual support. I'm your host, Gary Fan, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.